Reflection of Grace Outreach Ministries was established to help provide for the natural man so that the spiritual man can receive Christ's salvation by inspiring souls and removing the mask through the Word of God. Also visit us at www.reflectionsofgraceoutreachministries.org for our ministry information, products, and books like A Breath of Melodies. My steps have already been ordered rhythm of rage and so many more only with reflections of grace outreach ministries amen amen god bless and thank you everyone for joining us tonight this is uh reflections of grace outreach ministries my name is uh, thomas walker and i am here to introduce a wonderful wonderful uh, writer and author. I've been so privileged to read her books and read some of the things that she have conveyed through her writings that the Holy Spirit has given her. And it has truly blessed my soul and encouraged me to move forward. Tonight we're doing a different, um, going on a different uh, branch of discussion tonight. We're, we're starting our series of books, book series from authors that um, we believe that that our audience and people that know us would really love to to hear from them and get a chance to ask questions of how and why they were inspired to rewrite their books. So this is a great opportunity to do that. But before we start, I'm going to open with a word of prayer. And Father God, we thank you. We love you and we bless your name. We ask you, Lord, to continue to keep us through the storms, through the trials, through the tests, through the tribulations, through the climate and all of the diseases that lurk among us. We ask you, Lord, to send your protection among each family member, each listener, each person that joined us tonight. We ask you to protect them and heal their bodies and make them strong. We ask you to let this discussion go forth and bless and encourage those that listen and those that are able to join in with us. We love you and we bless your name. In your name, Jesus, amen. Amen. Tonight, we're going to be talking about this wonderful book called Holding On When It's Destined to Be Yours. And... The reason why God laid on my heart to, to talk about and discuss this book was because one night I was listening at it through Audible. And the way the narrative um, was speaking it and the words that was coming from her mouth really touched my spirit to really say, this is a book that has so many invaluable, blessed nuggets gets in it that people can take away from it and really learn how to hold on when it's destined to be yours now just a disclaimer this book isn't a book that talks about oh you're gonna get a hundred million dollars rain down on you or god showed me that you're gonna get your husband or your house god is a, a prevailer of those that want to be prosperous this ain't that book what this book is this book is a book that connects with the spiritual, the uh, inner man, the inner man, the man that uh, is, is striving 
to live like Christ, a, a man and a person that's striving to do what's right in the world. So, you know, we just have to understand what our destinies are. We have two different destinies. You have a natural destiny and you have a spiritual destiny. So we're not talking about the natural destiny right now because the natural destiny is predicated upon the spiritual destiny. You just don't know it. But when you read this book, and after we discuss it a little bit for the next couple of weeks, then you will understand what our destinies are and what our destinies mean to each other. Our destinies are connected to our purpose. Every day that we live, we are on a journey towards peace and comfort. We will encounter times that bring us joy and times of sorrow. But the, re the question is, how do we react to the good and bad times? The Bible provides a system of behavioral beliefs that helps us see God in all things and trust that his plan is at work. The Bible scripture that conveys all of this information is found in Romans chapter 8 and the 28th verse. And it says, I'm going to read the Amplified Version. It says, and we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as planned for good for those who love God, who to those who are called according to his plan and purpose. That's the application. Amplified version. However, when we are not followers of the Bible's teaching, are we still guaranteed what's good? Our destinies are already planned for us. Whether we choose Christ or not, we are now we are on a path that will test us and try us through trials and circumstances to make a choice to turn to God. What's so great about our generation are the facts that God still loves us. Jesus still died for our sins so that we can be redeemed and reconciled back to God. Number three, making the choice to allow Holy Spirit to indwell in us and still in, be available to all who want to invite him into our lives. So the book, Holding On When It's Destined to Be Yours, is a book that looks at ways God's desire to bless us and to keep us in life, redemption and reconciliation. So as we survey these chapters and go through our discussion, everyone, please feel free to join and share your comments and thoughts on the topics that we will be presenting. And also remember that no comment or statement is a wrong statement. We encourage everyone to become involved and and if you don't have a copy of the book please let us know and we could send you a promotional link where you could get a free copy of the book that, that's downloadable and just remember if you like the book and you enjoy it you know please feel free to pass it on and we welcome all of your comments and we just want to say, you know, God bless and en enjoy, and we pray that you enjoy these topics. Tonight's topic we're going to be talking about with the author, 
uh, which is Denise for Denise P. Ford Walker. Um, she's a, a, a great gifted woman of God that that God has chosen her to write inspirational uh, poems first, inspirational writings, and now God has moved her into inspirational uh, authorship where she writes books. Um, this is just one of the many books that she has written that I believe if you were to go out and buy each of her books that's on Amazon.com that you would be able to see the progressive the message that she has written in each one of her books. So if you go out to Amazon.com and find her name, Denise P. Ford, you would be able to see a myriad of her books um, before this book that leads up. And when you get uh, acquainted with that, then you come to this book, it would all come to, together for you in the spirit. So tonight we're gonna uh, bring to you uh, Denise Ford Walker, but in the meanwhile, just before we get her come, I want to introduce you to some of the book terms that's that's uh, in the book. We're going to be talking about destiny. We're going to be talking about regeneration. We're going to be talking about uh, the fruits of the spirit. And we're going to be talking about uh, God is a spirit and those that worship must, must worship in spirit and truth. So the definition of destiny is commonly referred to a specific future or outcome that results from a determined or inevitable course of events. And regeneration, the definition is an act or the process of regenerating the state of being regenerated spiritual renewal or revival, renewal or restoration of the body, bodily part or biological system, such as a forest or your, your insides, the internal organs, uh, when it becomes injured and the restoration, uh, regeneration process starts. So, the key verses that we're going to be talking about in this week, the introduction is taken from Matthew 5, 23, and 2 Peter 3, 9, Galatians 5, 22, and John 4, 24. And it reads, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. That's found in Matthew 25, 23. Second Peter 3, 9 tells us, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The set, third verse is Galatians 5, 22 where it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. And the final verse is John 4, 24. It says, God is spirit, and those who worship him 
must worship him and spirit and truth. So I want everyone tonight to just sit back, feel free to participate and please join us. And if you have any, any comments or any, anything that you want to add or speak, please feel free to reach out and just say it. And without further uh, me talking, I want to introduce you to uh, Reverend Denise P. Ford Walker. I'm sorry, Evangelist Denise Ford Walker, as she come and talk about her reasoning for writing the book. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. I just want to give honor to God for just allowing me to be a vessel that he has chosen to um, write such a, a beautiful anointed message. I would have never been able to do this on my own, nor understand how to put together such beautiful information that is beyond my years of experience and wisdom. So I, I just want to give honor to God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus for just opening up my mind and my spirit to connect with heaven, to write this anointed book that I believe in my heart will bring God glory. And I am just, again, a vessel and I'm just honored. So first of all, I just want to read the introduction because it's a part of tonight's discussion and the poem, and then we can continue from there. The Bible is God's instruction book to help guide us in following Christ's commands. His written word has so many promises for the follower to trust in his eternal plan for salvation. The thought of following God's plan day by day takes faith and courage. When we are not sure if we are still on the path that leads to God's promises, we must hold on to his word. However, this journey is about active faith put into action from the time you believed in the Lord Jesus. The race starts now, and every man must run with destiny and an expectancy of hope toward hearing Jesus's words, well done, my good and faithful servant. The one thing that holds true is that God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. The scriptures are the evidence and foundation of how we are to live and walk daily. There are many distractions that work to compete with our devotion to remaining focused on the things necessary to maturing in the faith. We must continue to give our praise and thanks to God for all things. As we build a relationship with Jesus, it becomes intimate. And as we yield to his spirit, there are hidden things that he reveals to each and every person that follows him. During the regeneration process of being born again, the purging, the wilderness, our long suffering, and the separation that takes place within our souls, there is a new spirit being formed in us that connects us to God, thus giving us an intimacy that draws us closer to knowing our Savior lives. When we have received this awakening, our lives are forever changed. The life that we are called to live should look more like what the Bible teaches. Our lives are no longer our own to do what we want. The Lord truly knows how to prepare us. That is why we must experience him to become alive in Christ Jesus. No matter what dreams or struggles we may have, the Lord already has a plan that is far greater than ours. 
he knows the master plan according to the good work that he has begun in us. The Lord wants our hearts to remain focused on him. Meanwhile, those hidden things that he placed inside each of us has purpose to why he created us to do a certain work, fulfill a dream, advocate, invent, create, inspire, serve, and to give him all the praise and glory when it is manifested. There are no accidents or coincidences that you were where you are today. This is not by happenstance that you have been given this book or are reading this book. As you continue to seek the Lord for the plans and purpose to your life, please open your heart and allow him to guide and lead you. Remember to hold on, no matter how long it takes or how difficult the journey, the Lord keeps his promises. It is written in the word how he blessed each person who believed in him and followed his commandments. He even blessed them to the point that their names were memorialized in the Bible. This could be our greatest testimony as we strive with him towards, towards reaching our destiny in Christ, in Christ Jesus. Okay, the poem, my people, through the centuries I have loved, your forefathers I have blessed, there are everlasting promises, search for me with all your heart, walk in my precepts, show me your devotion, I'm still in the midst, I created the universe and all mankind, my word was written to instruct, I am God, I speak life and I ordain the laws, if you are in doubt about my existence, start by reading my word, Reflect back to how you got here. I have never left you nor forsaken you. I have chosen you. In spite of your wickedness, if you believe, accept the truth. I am God. You are the descendants of my promises. I will pour when you exalt and obey my word. Amen. Our praises to God. Amen. Amen. With, with that introduction, we already can see our foundation is how we are to connect with God and to walk according to his commandments starts with the Bible. Many of us are lazy Christians. I'm just going to be frank with you. I'm just going to some raw places where God has dealt with me to obey him to write this message. Many of us are spiritually famished. We don't quite understand how important it is to not just want to hear a sermon preached to us. We must be patient and open up the Bible and start turning the pages. I was told from, a, from an uncle that has passed away some years ago, in 2011, uh, 2012, I recall, he was in ministry. He told me that you may not know or understand a lot about the Bible. He said, but that's not important. He told me, he said, what's important is that you believe he left me with some lasting, some lasting information that will continue my soul to search and hunger and believe in God's word, such as we don't have to know every scripture by memory. We don't have to um, know how to really articulate it so well that we can come off as if we're Bible scholars to anyone, because most of the time what that does, it builds up. Ego. It builds our ego. It also put walls up so that people feel like we know so much about the Bible and they don't know. So they don't know how to approach us. But God called us to be, you know, willing vessels to be patient with people and be, you know, what I'm saying long and long suffering. 
and allow people, listen to people first before we try to, you know, push what we know about the Bible on them. First, God wants us to, to know it. He wants us to love him through his word. And how are we going to know God if we don't know the foundation of his word? We have to get the principles together first, the fundamentals. So I began to understand that God was shifting my mind to spiritually eat from him. It was a time and a season that I had to be patient and I had to go on a fast for God to start putting these words down into my spirit like he did Ezekiel. You know, he, he asked him about the scroll and, and, he, and he, he had to get his attention spiritually what he needed him to prepare to do for him. And sometimes, most of the time, times God uses something natural to get us to see something spiritual that he's trying to do in us. And, and take us along the journey in a sense that we're following willingly because it looks natural, excuse me, natural, but really it's spiritual. Because once your eyes become open and you continue to run to the scriptures and open up the Bible and you begin to delight yourself in the, in the words of God and the stories and the messages, it's almost as if you're seeing this on a movie screen. You're starting to like go back in, in centuries of time because the Holy Spirit is connecting you. He's connecting you to these emotional, you know, times that he was speaking to our ancestors about the faith. And so as I continue to be patient with God, as he downloaded this information into my spirit, I, I, I began to hunger. I began to get more clarity and, and I began to weep and, and want to know the Lord more and more as he was taking me on this journey. And I thought originally when he gave me this book title in 2014, I was at the doctor's office waiting for some medical tests because I was feeling very ill in my body and I had to see a specialist neurologist. And Upon that visit, I had to wait for test results. And the Lord dropped into my spirit. The next book that I will write is titled, Holding On When It's Destined to Be Yours. I thought it meant that God was going to personally give me something that I could benefit from, that I personally was going to be overjoyed because it was something personal that he was you know, unfolding in my life. But as I began to sit down and, and be the vessel that he wanted to use to, send, to write these messages for him, I began to see that this was beyond me. This was beyond my marriage, beyond my children, beyond you know the generations that are connected to my bloodline and my last name. This is for God's children, for all of God's children, because he wants us all to hold on, because we all have a destiny. We all have a destiny, and that, and that destiny is our appointment. It's an event that is going to occur in the future. And that's what destined means. It, it literally, I want to tell you, destined means a person's future developing as through, as though according to a plan. So destined means there's a plan that God has for us. And when, when God is talking to us, it's spiritual saints. This is not so much as predicated to natural stuff. Because see, the Bible tells us, don't put your hope in things that, like material things where thieves and, and moth and, and rust and everything can, can come and collect 
on the material things that you treasure and that you keep possession of and you idolize. God does not want our hearts and our minds focused on material gain and what he's going to give us, you know, in terms of the stuff that we feel we want. He's going to definitely take care of us. Like he said, what are the beasts to him? They're the, the sparrows. They're nothing to God and they have plenty to eat. He makes sure that he makes sure that the farmers always leave some kind of seed in the, on the ground or in the ground so that the, the wildlife can come and eat and reap. So God tells us they sow nor do they reap, but he still yet have a barn for them to lay their heads and nest. So we mean more to God than they do. So God wants us to shift our minds from these natural things that we feel like it's so impossible to have or attain or maintain. Once we really allow God to shift our minds into the spirit to start downloading these messages in this in this particular book that is connected to the foundation of the scriptures, you know, we will begin to move away from the in crowd, the broad road. We will stop focusing on what's on TikTok and what's on Instagram and, you know, Facebook and all of the social platforms that people want to watch who's viral, whose video is going viral now. I mean, unbeknownst, it's, it's all kind of foolishness that people praise and it's not giving God no glory. God is, God is seeking a personal relationship with us. And those who are obedient, he is using you. He is using you right now in your season of loneliness, your season of feeling despair. Oh, you know, whatever your heart may be in trouble or you may desire, God is saying he's able to do it, but he wants us to fall in love with him. He is our first love. We left heaven to come here to find our purpose and to connect others to know him, to believe in him. And it starts with us, saints. So I'm, I'm going to pause right there and see if anyone would like to share or just expound if they've read the book or, you know, just open up whatever your heart may feel and share scriptures with us. Amen. I agree. And like what you wrote in your introduction says, we must continue to give our praise and thanks to God for all things. As we build a relationship with Jesus, it becomes intimate. And as we yield to his spirit, there are hidden things that he reveals to each of us uh, that follows him. And during the regeneration process of our being born again, the purging, the wilderness, our long suffering, and the separation that takes place within our souls, there is a new spirit being formed in us that connects us to God. You know, I, I agree with what you're saying that it, it's not about the natural pump and circumstance, but we want to get to a place where we want to enjoy God, enjoy the presence of God, search hunger and thirst for his presence. You know, just like we look forward to our favorite show on television and our favorite um, meal, our favorite best steak. When you go to the restaurant, you want that medium rare steak or or you're going to cook your favorite meal, we should be this way with God. And when we are destined to be with Christ, when we are destined, um, like Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans that you have for us, our plans to prosper and to be in good health and, and give you a hope. You know, that's God talking to us. 
and he has a, a, a plan for us, you know, and that is wonderful. And when we get to understand that, then all of the plans and purposes that we come up with in our natural, it doesn't, it, 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 it doesn't pale to what God has in store for us. And like you said, it, you know, when we are willing to be with him and, and go with him and, and build that relationship, I believe nothing good, nothing good will God withhold from us. Amen. 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 So um, I want to expound on, on that scripture. I mean, that particular um, mm -hmm. part that you read in the book here. Um, hidden things. God has given us all a purpose, saints. Everyone has a purpose that was sent here to this earth. And they also have a gift or several gifts. You're not going to know what these gifts are from the beginning because they're hidden. They're inside you. And God wants to reveal that to you as you go through life. And some people discover gifts, their gifts early and they're, they're around people that God has placed them in their, you know, presence and protection. Some are in situations where someone spiritually see it. They, they, they speak into your life. And sometimes your gift is awakened by that experience. And then sometimes we go through horrible trauma and different situations that almost took us out of here, maybe such as near-death experiences. And, and, and then we come to a revelation of we could have been we could have left this earth, but yet we start to say, we're still here. Why am I still here? Then we begin to question and wonder, why are we still here? Why God didn't remove us and take us? Because the pain was so horrible. It was so such a burden to carry, but yet we continue to persevere. You, you're not going to really understand who you are because God wants us to find him. And how we find him is most of the time, saints through trouble, through horrible circumstances. And, and you know, whenever a woman is in labor, labor does not feel good. She's birthing something. So the treasure that's inside of you must be birthed out of you so that you can understand it connects you to your purpose. God has given us gifts that connects us to our purpose. And those, and those gifts, they are to serve the kingdom of God. That is how we all are called leaders because we're serving with our gifts. Yeah, there's so many people that feel like they're in leadership and they are called to leadership and they should be in leadership. Everything is not predicated on how the world does things to prepare you for leadership. They do have a curriculum. They want you to go to school they want you to have certifications. They want to see credentials. They want to know who are you acquainted with, network. They want to know things such as your uh, apprenticeships, you know, all kinds of things like that to show that you're capable and qualified to produce. But in God's kingdom, see, this book is shifting your mind to the spiritual rewards, the spiritual blessings, the inheritance that God has laid up for us. He has work for us to do. You're not going to discover this by someone but I'm say this, be real with you. You're not going to discover this by just going to a school and getting certificates and getting degrees because it's separate from that. God has given you something that outweighs all of that. And that's not putting any of that down because when you don't know your direction in life and you don't know your purpose, 
it's good to do something and you're doing something positive. So you're learning, you're training yourself to be better than where you came from or where you would like to go. And God is not against that, but God wants to be the head. He wants to be the head of our lives. So what he does, he allows us to be in certain and many situations that causes us to feel pressure. You know what I'm saying? Feel pressure and, and sort of just kind of like get to a point where he put the weight on us. When we think some of us think we know more than the average person, because some of us are very gifted in, in academics and some of us aren't. Depends on what you're gifted in. Some of us may be gifted in reading music and playing instruments naturally. So God has a way of slowing us down, causing us to be humble so that he can then lead us and guide us with what he has put inside of us. So as we begin to understand that life is not going to be a bed of roses, life is not going to be easy. A lot of us come into this world in horrible situations, dysfunctional families, um, you know, sicknesses, all kinds of things that, that start to awaken you on the inside to understand and recognize pain. Because see, pain will guide you. Pain will destroy you if you don't become strong enough to know how to master what you have gone through. And so God is guiding us with that pain when he talks about the wilderness experience. He talks about long suffering. And, you know, he's taking us through a journey because he wants us to discover our purpose and those beautiful things that he's placed on the inside of us. And you're not going to be told this from your colleague and your peer and most times your parents, because depending everybody's family, everybody honestly is it, Everybody don't have, we don't all have the same gifts. And some of us, depending, are not really chosen in our families. Yet God wants to love, God loves all of us because he died for all, all of us. That's, that's equal footing. All of us are loved by God. But yet God has placed different treasures inside of all of us. And depends on what's inside of you, maybe greater than what's inside of me. But you've got to discover that. You've got to keep praying to God, what is my purpose, Lord? I want to know what I was created for. I'm doing this job that I really pretty much don't want to do. I don't want to retire on this job, God. I know this, there, there has to be more than this. Other people are being promoted in life. Other people are, are excelling. And, and that began to make you feel like at a certain point, you thought you planned well. But see, that's where Jeremiah 29, 11 comes in. When you start to get into the foundation and into the scriptures, the Holy Spirit began to start speaking to you in the scripture, scriptures. It says, um, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. So right there, that's hope. That's, that's a beautiful scripture. That's a beautiful promise. What is that all about? That's what God wants us to do. Come out, of, come out of the world. Come out of your plans. Come out of your thinking. And that's what this book is going to open us up to understand that this is a journey. You're not going to get to where you want to be and identify all of your treasures and your purpose overnight. You don't grow overnight. We have to go through a process. We're going to lose a lot of things. We're going to cry. We're going we're gonna to get mistreated. We're going to get 
talked about, we're going to get stabbed in the back. We have to become strong. And once we start to realize that we get hungry for God gave us something. See, he gave us something that we don't have to compete with, saints. You don't have to compete with nobody. Everybody that God has given a gift to sing, don't know one person sound exactly the same unless they practice and mimic someone that they want to emulate. But God has given us all something unique and special. And that's why this, this whole information this book is holding on when it's destined to be yours it's something that god has has prepared for you there's a scroll the cover of the book the lord gave me that cover because he wanted me to understand once you once we get done running our earthly race spiritually by faith running towards him there is a crown there's a crown for everyone waiting but we must cross over the finish line we we must hold on to believing the scriptures believing by faith that there's something greater waiting for me there yes there is there's a destiny there's an event waiting for you there's there's a day of rewards a day of hearing well done my good and faithful servant so you're saying that we need to have um to have patience and faith during this time and we have to adhere to what's called long suffering in order for us to receive our destiny the bible okay yes see everything is tied into the scriptures and in the book of galatians chapter 5 verse 22 i'm going to oh wonderful it talks about but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long suffering gentleness goodness and faith I believe there's another one, self-control. Um, I don't see it here. But this is uh, Galatians 5.22 through 5.23. So what, what the Lord is doing, when we become born again, see, in order for you to really get some wind under you, in this book, once you realize and acknowledge that you know you're born again, you have had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, you're going to get some wind under you when you read this book. And you're going to take off because you're going to understand that every time you try to fit in, in a line that you thought was meant for you and you were not chosen, you're going to realize, hold on, wait a minute. God is telling me that I'm chosen. God is telling me the Holy Spirit. Yes, I've had that encounter with the Holy Spirit, but someone told me it wasn't. No, God is going to begin to work on your spirit, man. He's going to begin to feed you nuggets and begin to open up your wisdom as you continue to read this book. And so it's laid out based on the scriptures. See, we must see ourselves in the word of God. We are in the Bible. We see the transformation, the spiritual transformation in the scriptures that God has laid out. You must see yourself in this Bible because this is your inheritance, what has been promised to us saints. And so, yes, God is developing in us on our journey um, the spirit, but the fruit of the spirit is love. See, the Holy Spirit on the inside of you is going to produce love in you. He's going to produce joy in you, peace in you, long suffering. There will be situations where it's, it's, it's like you, you, want, you want to be out of a season that you feel like you've been in long and that season don't feel comfortable. And yet you want what God has given you a glimpse of, given you hope to believe for. Sometimes long suffering may be a sickness. You may not get well. So long suffering means that you're going to have to be obedient and follow the Holy Spirit's guidance because see, he's taking you on a path where he's also causing people to be lost on your 
journey, such as when you're in the wilderness, you're not going to have people that want to travel with you because you may not have too much money in order to keep up with them, the Joneses. So therefore, you're in the wilderness. Your money ain't looking good. You know, your health ain't quite on point. You can't get out there and play ball with the, with the fellas and the, and the people that you want to run, run the streets with and be a part of this and a part of that. See, God is taking you on a spiritual journey and you're going to go through a wilderness. And in that wilderness, like the children of Israel, they were in the wilderness 40 years. And God did that on purpose because see, they did not believe that they could conquer Canaan because when they went over there, the 12 tribes went over there, 10 of them drew back with fear. And so that their punishment was that, okay, they're going to have to stay in the wilderness. Joshua and Caleb were promised they were going to enter the promised land and that they were going to live well and enjoy the, the fruit of the vine and, and, the, and the crops and everything. But the other 10 leaders and their descendants in the tribe, God let them wear themselves out 40 years in the wilderness before they inherited Canaan. So when God is taking us through a journey, see, the, the Bible is showing us the Bible is showing us that we're pilgrims and that we are descendants. We, If we have accepted Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, and we know that we have had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, we are adopted into the faith, Abraham's faith, because Abraham believed and God awarded him righteousness because of his faith. He believed. He didn't clap back and give God no this and no that because he followed. It was recorded that he followed God according to his faith. So God took him out there and showed him what all he can have. He didn't even know what he could have. He didn't Dream that be Again, God placed it on the inside of Abraham that he would be the father of faith. So Abraham is our father. So we are adopted into the faith, not because of our pedigree and our uh, bloodline, but because of the faith. So we must lay hold of understanding that God has opened up the floodgates to the Gentiles. We now can come to the cross. We have commonwealth that the, that the Israelites had. We are now partakers in all of that. And Paul is telling us, come on now, get your minds up. He's telling us in Colossians, get your mind up for the treasures is, is up in heaven. Lay hold of what's waiting for you up above. And that's what holding on is guiding us as we're walking this path by faith. And God is blessing us and he's restoring unto us everything that we feel that we need, everything that we lack. You will not be without and God will begin to make his presence known and draw closer intimately with you. He's The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's not going to force him stuff into your life. He's going to be a gentleman, but he wants you to respect these scriptures, respect the word of God. And as you hunger and thirst, God will begin to show you visions of your future. And, and he's so good because see, God does that because he wants you to know you can reach it. Hold on to the faith. Keep your faith active. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And that's, that's great. And you know what? I When you was talking, the Lord dropped in my spirit about holding on is just like have faith. So when you hold on, we can switch it around and say have faith. You know, it's a lot of things that people go through, a lot of situations that come up that they're looking for change. They're looking for something to happen in their lives. And we could tell them in the natural, <laughs> the natural is to hold on. If when it's destined to be yours, so you got to understand and you got to have faith that is destined to be yours. So that's how the natural and the spiritual work, you know, and um, we walk by faith and not by sight. And when we are walking in faith, when we are asking God to do something for us and we're enduring that long suffering, I believe God wants us to activate our faith and really start shouting 
and, and counting it all joy and, and magnifying the Lord through that time that you're holding on and having faith. Because when you're holding on and having faith, that's a wonderful thing. And just like your book is, is intimating that these are the things that, that predicate. Those, these are the things that are uh, substantial for a foundation when it's destined to be yours. Things might come against you. Things might happen that you don't like, or things might appear to be bringing you down. But when it's destined to be yours, you can't the devil in hell take it from you. But you got to have faith to believe, can't that devil take away from you? That is destined to be yours. And I'm not talking so much about the natural stuff that you can get. I'm talking about the spiritual destinies, the spiritual. You, you want to be elevated in Christ. You want to experience the fruits of the spirit and the gifts of the spirit. You got to hold on. When it's destined, when you believe that you are called and chosen to manifest that gift that God has given you in your life, then you got to hold on. You got to do the things that uh, shows God that you want it, that you desire it, and that, that you are worthy of it. And I like the poem that, that you wrote, Denise, about my people. It says, and, and this is strictly talking about, about God's discussion with his people. Am I right? Or, yes, amen. So amen. when God is talking about his people, he's saying, I have loved you through the centuries and, and your forefathers I have blessed. So he's telling us an affirmation as well. You know, before the world was, was, was made, he knew us and he knew our forefathers and he knew our destinies was going to come to such a time as this. So Wow, when I think that and hear that and know that, that God had a plan for me way before the, uh, the, the foundation of the world and he knew me before I was in my mother's womb. Wow, that's a, that's a wonderful thing to say and a wonderful thing to understand. So now we just have to hold on, hold on to that belief. But see, a lot of people don't have the Bible and they don't have the scriptures to really see God's hand in their lives, they are reading other things. They are incorporating other, other religious beliefs and practices. But this is the only God that says, I have a plan to love on you and I want you to have hope. And I knew you before you was in your mother's womb. And I loved you before the, the time even began. You know, that's something that when you read something like that, and a God, uh, a creator, uh, a God that loves me, says these things to me that's written, then I should grab hold to it, not thinking that, oh, that's written by man or, or anything like that. Let's talk about this is the spirit of God talking in my spirit, talking to me, telling me I am worth something, I am worthy of something, and I have a purpose. You know, so many people, they don't have purposes in this life and they lose hope and they lose faith and their destiny becomes changed because their faith and their hope is is now thwarted by the works of, of not being secure in their faith, the works of insecurities, the works of allowing things to come against them that change their thoughts. But... I love the way this poem 
says these things. If Denise, if you can read that poem and talk about it a little bit. Certainly, I certainly can. When, when God, again, he used me to write this. Um, as I, when I wrote it, I had to, the more I grew in the word of God, because a lot of this information is written prophetically. And, and that's what God is blowing my mind because this is not something I <clears throat> lived throughout to understand all of this. I'm just prophetically writing. But as I sat down and pondered this poem, because this was one he, he told me to put in the book, God is talking to his people, saints, and he is very alive. So when he talks about our forefathers, see, we are a part of the faith um, because we were adopted into the faith, all of us who are Gentiles. And we understand that God's chosen people were the Israelites. They were the Jews. And God set them apart because he, they were his first love. Once, you know, when we think about all what we didn't know about God, we, we learned from a distance. And now that we are grafted in through, by grace, by Jesus's blood, and he died for our sins, and we believe now. So we are declared justified by faith. So we are tied to this, this poem right here. And so when you talk about your forefathers, I have blessed. These blessings continue to pass on from centuries, from centuries to centuries, from descendant to descendants. Those of us who are obedient and who really are serving this God of the Holy Bible, this is scripture. This poem is scripture. You can find this information and break it down in the scriptures, Old Testament and New Testament. So we always begin in, in the New Test in the Old Testament because that's the beginning. God says in Genesis, in the beginning. So he's introducing himself to the world and how the world started. Okay. Yet when he talked about, you know, it, it encompasses walking my precepts, he's talking about the six hundred, you know, and thirteen laws that he established to teach his people the Jews, how to learn him, how to love him, how to know him, because they were not, you know, they were lost until, you know, God sent Moses and he gave them the 10 commandments and he, you know, allowed them to escape Egypt so that they can now be deprogrammed and renew their minds with the 10 commandments. And then it was added on to the 10 commandments, total 613 laws. So when God talked about walking my precepts, he's talking about no more idol worship. You know, no more going astray, no more burning um, sacrifices to idol gods for, you know, all the majestic things that the Israelites were influenced by because of the Gentiles, the way that they were living. So when we look at how God cleaned up so much of what he wanted them to come into understanding, the inheritance that he laid out for them, he's telling them, I created the universe and all mankind. My word was written to instruct. So God wants us to get this word, his word down on the inside of us. That's how he talks to you. That's how he begins to bring up in your, in your inner man, your subconscious mind. He starts to bring and bubble forth all those words that you begin to hear. And you take the time to start reading little by little, scripture by scripture. And as you do that, that's the word of God and that's your food. So you start to feed your inner man and, and it starts to grow. And God tells you in this poem here, he said, I speak life and I ordain the laws. If you are in doubt about my existence, 
Start by reading my word right there. So if you don't believe God is real, you don't believe that the God of the ancient days is still the same God of today, start with his word because what's going to happen, the Holy Spirit, his word is living, is powerful. It tells us in Hebrews chapter four, verse 12, for the word of God is living and powerful and is sharper than any two-edged sword. God's word goes right, it cuts right through what you think. It cuts right through your emotions. So this point right here is laid out. There's nothing hidden from God. He tells us to reflect back to how you got here. We got here. Do you understand how us Gentiles got connected to be called God's people? And the reason why I say Gentile, because you need to know how you got in. You need to understand how you entered into the kingdom of heaven. Um, who are your people? What's your culture? I know I'm Gentile. I'm born again. And I believe by faith. Oh, this person may be Jewish descent. They can say that if they are by pedigree. Yet I can't say that. But I understand through faith, through the New Testament, how I got grafted in through Jesus. And so um, I'm learning who am I? How am I connected to God? Why am I so loved? Why am I so blessed? How can all of this be a part of my future? And God tells us, I have never left you nor forsaken you. He told Joshua that when he gave Joshua the leadership to continue to take his people into the promised land, when he resigned Moses, you know, he told Joshua, I'm not going to leave you. I chose you. You are predestined. So, you know, if God allowed, like he says, next verse, he says, phrase, he says, I have chosen you. See, God chose us. And in spite of your wickedness, we all are guilty. We all are guilty. We all were born and shaped in iniquity. We inherited that. So all of our darkness, God wants to let us know, I'm not holding it against you, the Lord is saying. He's just telling us, start, if you believe, accept the truth. Understand where we stand. We are sinners. We are lost. But we need a savior. So, the, so God is letting us know how it all began, my people. We are his people. So if you say you're a child of God, you are connected to this. He's still alive. He's still doing these things. And he's letting us know you are the descendants of my promises. Descendants of his promises. Come on now. See, he didn't say we all had to be blood related to Abraham. Uh-uh, he didn't say that. See, he didn't cut it off right there. He said all of us are descendants of his promises. And what was his number one promise? To send Jesus. He said he was going to send Jesus and he was going to come through the woman. He was going to come through the woman so he can destroy Satan and all that he tried to do to destroy the human race when he caused Adam and Eve to sin. So God said, I'm going to send, I'm going to send the promise. Jesus is the promise. So what we have to understand with Jesus. He says, all of his promises are yes and amen. Come on, Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. All the promises of God are yes and amen. amen. That's true. So when we think about that, we are the descendants. Mm -hmm. So we have to get our minds wrapped around this instead of crying and saying, whoa, I didn't get this opportunity. I didn't get selected. I wanted to be married to this person. I wanted that. I wanted that career. I wanted that. We crying and pouting about these things and everything. That we're aging. We are aging saints. And we need to be doing something to fill our spirit, man, so that we can show God that we believe in him as well. And as we continue to draw closer to the Lord, he will begin to reveal our gifts, those hidden mysteries that's on the inside of you. And again, people will come and prophesy sometime to you. The Bible says they only know in part. They will never know entirely who you are. Only the manufacturer knows how you're built. What is the blueprint to your life? And so I love the Lord so much because here he tells us in Romans 8, 28, 
because we all can say that we have experienced some some terrible things to 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 hinder us to cause us to stumble to say do we really believe all of this do we really trust all of this but but when you look at it right here here the scripture goes romans 8 28 paul says and we know that in all things god works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose now we have purpose and we're called for those god foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters and those he predestined he also called those he called he also justified so those he justified he also glorified see saints god is calling us through our troubles he's wooing us when we when we in when I we in the dark crying and we wearing a mask and we don't want to let people know that we're broken. But yet God is calling us. He's wooing us. So while we're on our pillow at night and we're on our knees crying out to the Lord, the Lord is wooing you. And what I'm saying by that is that He wants to love you. He wants you to open up and tell Him you love Him too. And you just don't understand why life got to be so hard. Because see, God wants to awaken you. He wants to humble us through our troubles. The greatest thing he said, and we understand that if a parent does not chastise a child that he loves, that child will go down a road of destruction and destroy himself because he don't have the wisdom nor the experience to see danger, nor how to slow down and know how to navigate and go another way because he just don't know because he haven't experienced life that far, but because we have a father, and this is a spirit realm also that the word of God is rolling out in this message. There's a spirit realm that's going on, the natural and in the spirit, there's a war going on. So we, he wants to get our minds up and elevate us in the spirit realm so that we would understand how to continue to walk by faith and not by sight, because the devil has laid out all kinds of tricks, traps, um, minds to blow us up he 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 laying out stuff see the devil bless you to bind you to him he, he'll he'll bless you and you think that's from god but see the god we serve he said he let you know before you get destroyed he'll show you in a dream he'll speak it to you he'll let you see something to recall how he's guiding you so when you love god is a mystery and he's so beautiful and he wants that intimacy that you just want to go deeper and deeper you know when you love something and you love a person you want to treasure that you want that to be special you don't want to tear it up and, and break it down and, and get all into it because if you tear it apart it ain't gonna be beautiful no more so god is trying to show us how he wants us to just let go and, and flow with it and flow with it means follow his path understand that he's calling us understand that he's knocking on your door and he He's telling us, harden not your heart. Right now, call unto him while he may be found. And what that means is that life is short. You, the person, you, the one that's hurting, you're the one that's in trouble, you're the one that don't know your way. Call out to the Lord. He loves you. All of these promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. And we have to keep continually walking by faith. God wants us to know this. We want his plan. That's the bottom line. When you got his plan, you got the victory all the time because he's going to make sure that you succeed so that you will be the testimony the living testimony to overcome the lamb overcome satan because they overcame him by what the blood of the lamb in revelations 12 11 the devil was fighting the saints of god until god began to let his people know oh you can overcome him by the blood of the lamb put jesus on him get wrapped up into jesus and satan would know oh you belong to him he gonna back up 
And what he's going to do, he's going to watch you. He's going to keep watching you till you slip. But as you continue to fall in love with Jesus, you're going you're gonna to continue to be romanced. You're going to continue to walk by faith. And yeah, you will receive and have a testimony holding on when it's destined to be yours because everybody got a crown. Everybody got a prize. Everybody got gifts and talents. Everybody got a special reward. And 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 it ain't nothing to be, don't envy nobody else because we're all called and we're all chosen but the bible says many are called few are chosen and when the few are chosen those are the ones who answer the call because there's so many people want to make you not feel like god didn't choose you god will show you he chose you if you continue to be faithful in the call Amen. be faithful on the call because for years you may not understand that you chose it and somebody else the man ain't gonna choose you now because they always want to keep you inferior to them but god has chosen all of us to do what serve him Amen. it's That's by it's by our will do we want to accept it do we want to believe god and the number one thing again that was left with me i don't have to know and understand every scripture and story of the bible just believe it Amen. I accepted that in my heart when I accepted God calling me into ministry. And, and he told me I was evangelist. Like I said, this book is prophetic. And I'm just letting God have his way in me and opening up the message to the world, letting them know this is God's story. And I'm just a vessel. And I just honor him. Amen. 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 That is, that is an awesome poem that talks about my people, us being people. Now, can you tell me when you first got a call, when God first said that, that, that you felt that you were redeemed and believed? Uh, I remember you mentioning something about God saying that you is going to create a new spirit. Um, tell me what that felt like. Well, I was going through a season in my life. I had that divorce and I was single for the first time living on my own. My life was so different. Um, I didn't know which way to go in life. I needed spiritual guidance and counseling, godly counsel. And I, I just came to a point where every time I, I would hook up with friends, friends, things would just come to an end. I would always feel like I was rejected or lied to or hurt because I didn't understand how to uh, navigate through life. So I got so depressed and so traumatized by trusting people. And, and I began to date. And all of that crumbled and all of that blew up in my face. And, and I just felt like I was so defeated. And I began to cry out to the Lord. And I got on my knees because my aunt at the time, she told me that I needed to be saved. And, and I, I loved the Lord. I believed that I was saved, but I didn't understand how to be victorious. I didn't understand how to know God more than I was first introduced to him as a young girl years ago from that time. And I remember... I was so depressed in my spirit. I was on my job and a cousin of mine, she said she had met a prophet and she lived in California at the time. And, and she said, I said, I need prayer. I said, can you three way the call? Cause see, sometimes you're gonna need prayer to pull you through and you gonna need somebody, you're gonna need to hear somebody praying for you cause your mind is running a thousand miles per hour and you don't know which highway that you own. The devil just wanna destroy you. So she, connected the call it was a three-way call this woman began to prophesy and spoke into my life and she spoke about jeremiah 29 11 and she just began to just prophesy to me something on the inside of me just 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 leaped 
on the inside of me. I began to just get a little bit of, you know, I started feeling a little different, a little, a little bit like this woman don't even know me. I'm listening to the tone of her voice, but yet I'm trying to hold on and gravitate to the words that she's speaking to me because she began to pray and she prophesied in the prayer. So I can't remember exactly, but the next day, the next morning before day, I heard before I opened my eyes and I saw in my sleep, I was lying down in a still like place, like a cave. It was a part light, a light showing a little bit. And I heard a voice that, sound, that sounded like the rushing water rivers. I will create in you a new spirit. I, I, I immediately, I kept, I saw myself just lying there. And when, when, when I woke, when I guess when I came to myself and woke up and I looked at the ceiling, it was a Saturday morning. I had a joy on the inside of me and like mm -hmm. a baby, like a baby. My walls in my apartment were white and I just began to look around and I said, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. I didn't know what to think. I immediately, from there, my life took off. My life took off from there. That was in 2004. I would never forget it. My life changed. I had a spiritual um, new birth experience. The, the prophet, she stayed in my life for a while. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go to church. I would visit churches, but I wasn't connected to a church. See, God knows how to locate you. He knows how to find you. When you're looking for him, all you got to do is keep asking, seeking, and knocking. Everyone who asks receives. So I wanted change. I wanted God to guide my life. I knew I had to trust his love. So again, he works everything out for those who love him. So we got to love him. He already demonstrated he loved us. He died on the cross for all of our sins. He paid for us. He redeemed us. All of that has already been done for our past, present, and future saints. So that's what he's trying to get us to understand. We have to get our minds up and understand how we fit in, how we belong to Christ. Amen. 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 And I'm, I'm so happy to be able to talk about your book again you know we are going on another direction with with everything it won't be a, a, a forever it's just for a season just for a season because the lord let on my heart that sometimes it's time to uh shed light on some of the things that god has allowed uh us to do in his will and in his purpose it's not about uh, social gain. It's not about uh, tooting our horn or anything like this. It's only about sharing the goodness of the Lord that he has given to us through our writings to expound on it on a more broader uh, platform. And we are more than willing to give away books. We're not asking or seeking for anyone to purchase one. But if you can, that'd be great. If not, we, we have promotion codes that a person can download a copy of the book if you want one. And, and I really encourage anyone that wants to continue to follow uh, this platform where we're going um, for next week and the next few weeks, please reach out to us and we can provide you with a promotion code uh, of the book, Holding On When It's Destined to Be Yours by Denise Ford Walker. You can also purchase it on Amazon and it's also on Audible and a few other other places. But nonetheless, I thank you, Denise, for taking this time to share and the beginning parts of your book. I, I believe I read it 
back and forth twice already. And it truly, truly blessed my heart. And I'm not just saying that because I know you. I'm saying it because I didn't know that you would write something like this. <laughs> I put it like that. I knew you, but the way God used you to formulate and to copulate the things and correlate the things that you have written about destiny and loving God and preparing yourself for righteousness and obedience in this book is absolutely profound. You know, I spent 10 years in seminary and I can honestly say this is one of those books that if a school or a dean would look for something for his seminarians to read and study and, and grasp a hold of, this would be one of them that they would really enjoy and their academia uh, curriculum. So, but on that note, I wanna thank you and thank everyone for joining us tonight. We know that we've been blessed and we know that you have been blessed and we pray that that happened for you. And right now I'm gonna open the floor if anyone has anything uh, to add before we close. Amen. Amen. So with that being said, we're going to close with a word of prayer, and then we're going to give you all a uh, great night and enjoy yourself, and God bless. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for another day. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us to come this far. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us peace when there there was no peace at some time in our lives, but you have sent your angels to lead and guide us and your Holy Spirit lives within us and he provides knowledge and influence to us to know how to regulate ourselves and how to conduct ourselves daily. And we ask you, Lord, to continue to strengthen us as we move forward. We ask you to bless the author of the book, Denise Ford Walker, that her books become uh, or household name, and that others would, would feed off of it and it be blessed by the words and the message that is included in it. Now, Lord, we ask you to bless and strengthen those that will hear this and bless and strengthen those that have questions. Give them the faith and give them the patience and give them the strength to reach out to us via email or via uh, online reference if they need prayer or if they need more interaction with us via the book or via prayer or just discussion, we are available, Lord, and we are here for them because we are your servants. Ministry and ministers are servants of the people, servants of God, and we want to be that exact servant for you. And we give our lives to you and we bless you and we praise your name. As we close this call, we thank you and we bless your name. Bless all those that honor the sound of my voice and heal them and heal their land. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 So you all have a blessed night and I look forward to uh, reaching out to you all and you all join us again next week. We love you and we thank God for you and have a blessed night. Good night, everyone. Good night.